the message is don't be an order taker, be a storyteller. So what does that mean? Like entertain, like why, like, you know, we have one filter here for content at our agency. It's like, why should anyone care? Seth Godin is quoted as saying, every interaction in any form is branding. Well, that's great, Seth. Really, what is branding anyway? Now, I'm sure we all have an idea of what that means, but how can we define a brand? Or is it actually something that we need to design? This is episode 219 of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, and we're talking all about branding. The world of video marketing for business is changing, and I don't want you to get left behind. G'day, I'm your host, Ben Amos, and welcome to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you the best in the world of video marketing, content creation, business growth strategy, and storytelling along with practical tips, insight, and knowledge that you need to grow as a confident video strategist and build profitable businesses. Let's get on with the show. G'day, my friends, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited that you're here because this is a great episode. I just got off this recording with my guest today, and I'm getting it straight into the edit suite and ready for your listening pleasure. Welcome back to the show. If this is your first time listening, I'm excited that you've decided to join us. You've got 218 other episodes to listen to, but start with this one right here because it is a goodie. And if you've listened to this show before, welcome back. I'm excited that you're here. So branding is one of those concepts that as business leaders and marketers, we all understand that it's a thing, right? And we get that it's important. But have you ever really thought about how to define what branding actually is? A quick Google search will turn up a massive variety of definitions from design functions to emotive responses and other more intangible ideas of what branding actually means. So to dive deeper into this idea, and in particular, to explore the role for video in the world of branding, I'm excited to introduce you to my guest today, a brand strategist from Boulder, Colorado, with an interesting history in the film industry. Mark Gutman is a storyteller, entrepreneur, adventurer, and idealist. And most importantly, Mark loves brands and their stories. Mark held several positions in the story business. He served as a story editor for Oliver Stone's Illusion Entertainment and wrote stories and screenplays for Oliver Stone, Warner Brothers and 20th Century Fox. In addition to his time in Hollywood, Mark itched the entrepreneurial scratch by founding a multi-million dollar tech company in Boulder, Colorado. And today, Mark focuses his energy on Wild Story, a brand strategy studio for brands that want to outmaneuver their competition. And if you're ready to outmaneuver your competition or help your clients dominate over theirs, then this is the episode for you. So strap yourselves in and get ready to get all marketing nerdy. Here's my interview with Mark Gutman from Wild Story. Mark, welcome to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Ben, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about our conversation today and talking all things brand and video. 
Well, Mark, the excitement is mine because as a marketing nerd that I am, I love branding. I love the role that branding plays in making businesses stand out from the rest. So the conversation we're going to have today, I think is going to be really valuable both for the marketers listening, but also I want people listening to think about their own business, their own brand as we go through this today, because I know that it's often marketers who need to put more focus on their own marketing. You know, I don't know if that's experience that you've had as well. We can maybe get into that. But before we get into that, though, tell me who is Mark Goodman and what do you do? Oh, well, thanks, Ben. Yeah, so I'm Mark Gutman. I am a brand strategist, the founder of Wild Story. We have a brand strategy studio and design studio here just outside of Boulder, Colorado. If you're watching on video, this is this is what it is. It's an old mining shack that was redone into our creative space, and that's been super fantastic. And uh, I came to Colorado by way. I grew up in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, it's probably a very international audience, but uh, Detroit is where we make all our cars. And it's a very kind of, you know, manufacturing motor city, at least it was when I grew up there. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to uh, live there. I wanted to live where everything was cool. Everything was beautiful and where all the action was. So where do you move? To California. Right. So I went out to, to California and worked in the movie business. Um, and that was that was always my dream uh, growing up was to work in the movie business. And I was fortunate to do that. I, I worked uh, with the Academy Award winning director, Oliver Stone, as a story editor for several years. And we can talk about that. Had the opportunity to work on several movies as a writer, a punch up writer's assistant, wrote some Saturday morning cartoons uh, and then kind of decided that I wanted to see what else was out in the world. And I came to Colorado, had started a business. Um, I wasn't the best entrepreneur. It was a tech business. But what I loved, and I love that you're a marketing nerd, I loved branding and marketing. And that's how we differentiated and built. And I was doing all that, not even really knowing what I was doing. I was kind of taking these you know, storytelling techniques as well as this branding and marketing stuff that I was just kind of learning on the fly. And because I thought it was cool and cool way to talk about the business. Uh, and we did really well. And, 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 and I was fortunate to, to sell that business as well. And in, in concert, in parallel, I was building this business and just working with different brands, different businesses. And it took me a while to get here. You know, I think we're living in what I will call the golden age of brand and brand strategy. It's like rock and roll, like right when the stones were kind of in the Beatles and all those bands were forming rock and roll or in the nineties when uh, hip hop was coming up and all those people were forming hip hop. It's like, we're in the middle of this thing where there's awareness. People are, are, are putting verbiage and things around what is brand and, and that's happening right now. And, and that's also why there's a lot of confusion because it's just, it's this kind of melting pot of, of things coming together. And, and I'm really passionate about it for, for a lot of different reasons, but most importantly, because I get to work with all these cool businesses that are out doing really, really awesome things. And that's what really gets me excited, uh, allows me to sleep well at night and just kind of helps me get up the next morning. Very cool. Before we get into some of this conversation around brand, I want to go back to Oliver Stone for a minute, because yeah. you know, for those that haven't worked in the, in the film industry, what role does a story editor play? Hmm. That's not so much a script writer, right? So can you just no, give, us, not at all. give us that, give us that backstory? Yeah, yeah. When I got the job, that's what I said too. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I was definitely unprepared, but traditionally, so the way it works is most, 
when you have your favorite movie star, director, they have these production companies. And at any given time, and those production companies are typically funded by either investors or studios or things like that. So it's like an office, like, right? You go to work, you go to the office and you have a team of people and you're, it's, it's kind of like the stock market. It's speculative. You're betting on projects and things like that. And you're always searching, just like if you were doing like an investment portfolio, you're always searching for that diamond in the rough. And so story editor in that role was I was tasked with, um, you know, receiving uh, submissions of script ideas, movie ideas, whether it was from an agency, a studio, whether it was from someone like you who had maybe gotten Oliver's ear in an event. And then he's like, yeah, read Ben's script and but we'd log it. And then, and then we would give notes and, you know, recommend if it was good or bad, or if it should go in the, in the toss out pile. And then secondarily, it was also, um, you know, if we had, we had projects in development, probably, anywhere between 11 to 20 at any given time, you were working on those as well and, and, and helping out on those. I mean, I can say that again, if you're on video, the greatest thing in my professional career in, in terms of like a trophy is that tote bag right there. Uh, that's because I always thought I was going to get fired from the job of story editor. It was high pressure. We had a lot of things going out. You're always getting yelled at, you know, the message was kind of like, there's a billion other people in line. If you don't want this job, and uh, one day I came out and they called me out into the, the main office area. And we were a small production company. There was about like eight people there. And I, they had kind of stern looks on their face. And I was like, I am getting fired. This is, this has been a good, good run, but like, I'm, I'm getting fired. Uh, but instead they presented me with that tote bag. And that tote bag says the name of the production company at the time was illusion. And what that tote bag signified was a, you were part of the team B this is how you're going to now carry 20 scripts back and forth to the office uh, and, and oh, by the way, you're gonna read 20 every night. So it was a cr crash course and like story and, and all that kind of stuff, but super proud of that. And that sits back there um, as a reminder of those times. Yeah, cool, great story, good stuff. Hey, tell me about Wild Story today. You describe it as a brand strategy agency. Again, for those people that maybe haven't come across that, uh, that role for a business, what do, you, what do you do today? What's the core of what you help people do in business today? That's great, Ben. Yeah, we are a brand strategy agency, but I was, there's a lot of confusion about what that is, you know, and what brand is. And if there's anything I can leave your audience with is that, you know, we're really focused, a brand is all about selling to us, you know, and helping a business achieve its goals. And I think that's why it's so, so murky, because so many of the problems that we have in our businesses, my business, you talk about, you know, for a marketing agency, when we see it with our clients, especially in marketing, what's the first thing we do? We rush and try to solve those problems with tactics, right? We're like, oh, I need to create a new video. I need to uh, have more advertising. I need to change my logo. I need to get a cool hat. I need to change my website. But really, unless we already have a plan in place and we know what thing those, those tactics are doing for our business, there's, there's a greater reason. And usually it's somewhere foundationally and like we're not doing what we want to do as a business. We're not meeting our goals. Something's not working. And so really thinking about what is that? And then how do we fix it from a strategic standpoint? Because branding and marketing go hand in hand. They're not, they're not at odds with one another, you know, and for us, branding really is that strategic idea of setting up a plan to help your business outmaneuver your competition. That's the goal put that in place, then we use marketing to go out and actually do that. So, um, you know, we were talking offline right before this. I think the best example is, you know, two, two great examples. When I first started my agency, I, I didn't stand out. I wasn't any different. 
So what did I do? I'd stay up late at night looking at like either competitors or really cool agencies for inspiration. I mean, like I would be stealing all their copy, right? Because because yeah. if it worked for them, it would inspiration. Yeah, inspiration. It would work for yeah. us, and we would just build out our our stuff, and that didn't work. And, and and we know that. I mean, I think the the other thing is is I was working with a lot of clients, and they'd say, "Hey, I need social media. I need a video. I need to tell our story." And I would literally be like, "Yes, let's do that." I'm so excited, like you know, I'm so hungry for business, and I'm a story guy. I can do that. And I'd sit down. And I'd be looking at a, a blank page with the cursor just being boop, boop, boop. And I'm like, I don't know what to say, right? I have no, because, because I don't understand who they are, what they believe, what they stand for. I don't know who their target customer is. I don't know what that customer dreams of in the morning when they wake up, because it's certainly not your product or service, right? And yeah. um and, and so, you know, to me that these are all the components that go into a brand and that's, and that's why I'm so passionate about it because I feel like it just makes all that stuff, all that marketing so much easier and effective. Yeah. So, I mean, the way you describe branding there is the, the strategy that informs the tactics, right? So without, without a clear idea of what the brand is, then, you know, you're just throwing tactics at the wall and seeing what sticks. Is that, is that what I'm hearing you say? You are hearing it loud and clear. I mean, I don't know if you've had this experience in your business, but I've been an entrepreneur a long time. So I've had a lot of ups, a lot of downs. Uh, everyone listening, I'm not Mr. Successful or Mr. Failure. I'm kind of all of it, you know, <laughs> like I've, I've had some good things. I've had some wins. I've had a lot of failures and I've spent a lot of money that went nowhere on marketing. And I hear that more and more from a lot of the clients we work with. They're frustrated. They're like, you know, you put all this energy, all this effort into like a website or your video or your, uh, your copy. And then you're like, why didn't it work? Well, it certainly wasn't for a lack of like effort and belief. Cause everyone on your team certainly wants to do well, probably wasn't for a lack of talent. There's like, I'm always amazed at the amount of like super talented marketers out there. Right. Like, like there are some really talented people. I think it's really comes down to like, you didn't have a clear strategy that you were working towards from a brand perspective, which creates a bunch of fragmented marketing. You're all over the place, kind of shotgun. You're not giving a clear indication of who you are and how you're going to show up in the market. And that becomes confusing, right? And then people like, have you ever had like a friend that like is always like changing like one week to the next, like who they are and like what they like, what they want to do. And you're like, this person's crazy. Yeah. Right. They're all over the place. And you're like, and they're like, you're like, even if they're your friend, you're like, oh, like I don't totally trust them. Cause I don't know where they're going to be next. Like if we do that in our business, you're going to have that customer's going to have that same feeling. That's a, like, in case there's any question, that's a bad feeling to leave your customers and or your prospects with. Yeah. hundred percent. So I mean, th there's a, a quote and I've, I can't attribute it to the right place. Cause I probably, I can't even remember where I've heard it, but the idea that branding is, is what people say about you when you're not in the room, you know, as a business. And I think that's, that's a really powerful way to think about it is, is what's the impression that you've left through whatever touch points, whether it be marketing or, you know, video or logos, whatever people, or even just talking to your team or your staff, that's all part of branding, right? And yeah. it's what impression is left behind on that person that's come in contact with your brand. 
right? It, it is. And I believe it was Jeff Bezos that said that. And he's quoting okay. quite, quite Thank often. Thank you for attributing and, and, that properly. Yeah, no, he's great. Like, and, he, and he's spot on. And that's, you know, that's one of the quotes I love to use. And, and you're absolutely right, Ben. So if it's just like gut feeling or what people are saying about you when you're not in the room, okay, that's cool. And we can all agree on that. But people are like, well, what does that do for my business? Like, do I just like, do, do people just like feel warm and fuzzy? But I want people to think about, right? Like in any given market, whether we're, you know, whether we're using video for marketing, whether we're at Amazon, like, I don't care what the industry is, this is applicable. There is a common price that we'll pay for services, right? That we're kind of agreed upon whether we're educated or not. We're like, okay, you know, like I've got, uh, I've got AirPods, right? So we're like, okay, the new going rate for, for wireless headphones is around 120 bucks. Then we have a cost, right? Everything in between there is margin and we can increase margin by reducing our costs, but typically the only people that can do that in a category are people that have scale and only one can do it. And so you have people like Amazon and Costco and Walmart, they're great at that. Or we can raise the price. Well, how do we raise the price of something that's commonly accepted? Like around 120 bucks, how do we get 170 bucks for these, right? Perceived value and, and, and perceived value, think of it as a line that's connected directly to that price line and it pulls it up. And if we can raise that perceived value, we can raise our price, we can increase margin and we can make more money. And that really is, you know, what we're trying to do with brand. That's the ultimate goal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And what role does storytelling play in building that brand perception or changing that brand perception? Huge role is what it plays. And, and so, you know, in our process, we kind of approach it like, hey, we have our brand strategy. We call that our differentiation phase. And that's where we're working with things like your mission, your vision, your values. What does the future of this brand look like? What's your personality? Things like that. Then, you know, so people run out of the room they're like, yeah, we got a purpose. So second phase is the, we, we translate that into visual identity. So Again, that's what most people think branding is. They think it's your logo. They think it's hats. They think it's like when you get, you know, um, you know, a business card, things like that. When you get really cool water bottles, right? Because who doesn't love that? Like we all do. But the third phase, that's what we call communicate. But that's the storytelling phase. That's where brands are made. That's where you actually take those two things: those communication, you know, the blueprint for communication, the actual communication, and the visual identity, and you use that to communicate your story and give the brand meaning. And so those two things should be the foundation of all the storytelling. That's what should inform it. But then this is like that. This is where the hard work is. This is the marketing. This is where we have to go out and, and tell that story of both your customer and the transformation they're going to have. What is, you know, what are the things you believe in as a brand, right? Like, you know, increasingly marketing today is all about meaning right? Like, 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 how do you give meaning to things and you do it all through storytelling? And that's just also where I get super, super passionate and we have a ton of fun with the clients. So let's not, you know, uh, forget the fact that storytelling is a bit of an overused and I probably say the word a bit quite lightly there. It's definitely overused in marketing and, and in branding and in business today. And I think the the challenge for many people in business so, and in marketing comes from the idea that they understand the power of telling stories and the power of stories to engage people in communication. But then there's this 
overlying or underlying uh, idea of a brand having a story, a brand's story, right? Mm-hmm. Where do you see that differentiation between the stories that you tell, tactics, and the brand's story, I guess, maybe which forms part of the strategy? Yeah, so love this question, and we're going to need like nine podcasts to, to wrap it all up, but I'll try to do it really short. Let's so, see how we go. Yeah, yeah. So when I started, and I was kind of sharing this earlier, everyone would come and say, hey, Mark, can you help me tell my story? And I'd be like, yes. And I'd work with clients, and then both of us were super unhappy. And that was happening a lot, and I couldn't figure it out why. And what I realized is that everyone comes with their different definition of story. I was approaching it from a very like kind of Hollywood three act structure. Uh, sometimes the hero's journey, but really this like classical story sense, you know, and for me, you know, we use, what is your brand story in brand strategy? And that kind of like makes it sound like, Oh, it's this one thing where like, you're like, Oh, my brand story is X, Y, and Z. But you know, it is the, combination, the amalgamation of the internal brand, what we'll call the brand DNA, mission, vision, values, your purpose, the positioning of your brand, what makes you different, who are your customers, right? And then brand personality, and then your messaging framework, which really is all about like, what are your key messages? What are your key themes? You know, what do you need people to know? Like, what's the transformation you provide? And so that becomes the lens of the roadmap. And then you go out and you start telling though that's your brand story. And so it's not like this super easy thing to be like, Oh, it's like one line, but then you can then go use storytelling as we know it, you know, more commonly in your marketing. And a good, a good example. Of this is I like to think of like the brand manager at Patagonia saying, you know, can we just for once stop talking about saving waterways? Can we just once not do the, don't recycle this jacket thing. Can we like not take a political stand during next year's election? And they're like, no, that's what we talk about. But we talk about it different. So it's the same theme, same ideas over and over again. And, and, and hopefully everyone's snickering a little bit that's listening because you know Patagonia, you know that's what they're going to talk about. But they do, they do it in a fresh and new way each and every time. And that's what we need to do with our brand. So again, we get the message across, we show up consistently and people know who we are and what we stand for. Cause real in Patagonia, they just sell jackets. They have good stuff, but like, you know, we're getting to a point in our globalization. Like anyone could probably reverse engineer a Patagonia jacket, get it made in, you know, in Asia somewhere, have it shipped over, put a different logo on it and build a brand around it. And I think that's what people are doing right now. Cause I mean, there's a billion outerwear companies, right. But they have a strong loyal fan base and it's all because of what they stand for. And they, and they, and they, and they turn off a lot of people too, because of what they stand for. And that, that, that's just as good. I really like that definition and distinction you've drawn between the brand story and storytelling, right? Because I think the way that I see it is that the, the, the brand story is like this, this identity of the brand that is an agreed identity that is the undercurrent underneath the brand, right? But importantly, it's more than an identity. It's it's an identity wrapped up in why it matters, you know, why people should actually care. Because I think, you know, if anyone, I'm sure listeners are familiar with building a story brand and Donald Miller and things like that, but if, if people, if you don't invite people into that story, then you know, the story's not going to resonate. You know? Yeah, I think Donald the story. Some... Yeah, I'm sorry. I, no, I'm sorry, Ben, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, I was just going to say, but then the storytelling becomes the 
the how you actually communicate that story to the world. Yeah. And I think Donald Miller does great things. I love him. And, you know, and, but I do think there's like, and I was kind of talking about this, like we, he's using the word story and brand and, and that's great for his business. He's branded that well, but it's confusing, right? Because it, you know, yeah. and to me, the story brand stuff isn't branding, isn't a brand strategy, but it is an amazing framework for communication, right? And understanding. And so that would be once you have that whole brand story figured out, you can then go into that framework and start to figure out what are your key messages, what are your key themes, and then you could start to tell that story. And so that's how that might fit yeah. into your your marketing arsenal. Yeah, oh, I agree. Yeah, I can really see that distinction there is, and I guess that's that's the importance of really working on understanding your story as a brand. And, and that's where yeah. I want to go now is ask you, because this is what you do, right, Mark? So you help people figure that out. So I know this is a big question, but what are some of the kind of processes or how would you help a, a business that's like, well, we don't know what our story is. We don't have a story. Where would you even start to help them figure that out? Yeah. Well, as we know, everybody has a story, right? Everyone stands for something. I'd like to challenge the people that say that to think about the how they've branded their friends, how they've branded the people in their lives. There's no different for a business. So a really good, good way, if you want to take a shortcut, is ask customers, what do they think about your brand? How would they describe it? You know, if you know, I, I love that definition. Ask them if you weren't in the room. What would they say about your brand? And you know, it takes a little bit of trust because sometimes you want to hear the good and the bad. Um, you also want to, um, depending on the size of your company, you'll want to talk to and interview internal people. What do you think the brand stands for? What do you think you know our story is? Where you have a problem, and it's not like a life-threatening problem. Don't freak out, but it's one you're going to need to fix. Is if there's a gap. Right. If if your customers think you stand for one thing and you think you stand for another and it doesn't align, there's a gap. And, you know, that's OK. We wouldn't have an agency or a business called Wild Story if this gap wasn't prevalent in businesses. That's what we do. We help to, to, to realign those. But that's what you're looking for to tell your story. You know, if there's one thing you could do to rally around, it's like really understand what's your purpose beyond making a profit in your business. So, you know, we all have, you know, reasons to be in business. We're trying to feed our families. Um, we have different, different things, but there needs to be something to rally around besides, you know, selling things. Um, yeah. And once you find out what that why is, what that purpose is, you can really build from there. And that's the first thing we do with most, most clients hit that because everything ladders out of there. Everything sort of grows out of there. And if there's one thing, get really clear on that. And you can start to tell that story a lot, like, and start to think about what you do. And usually that why has a really cool, like, um, symbiosis with what, why you're in business, but also like your customer, right? So there's like this really great connection because I'm a big fan also, uh, when in doubt, start with who, not why, because, uh, you know, it, it is all about customers. And if we don't have customers, we don't have businesses. And really, I think, I don't know about you, but being in the marketing space, I forget that sometimes because I love what we do so much. You said you're a marketing nerd and you know, so am I. And I get so jazzed about what we do and how, how important it is and this and that. But at the end of the day, it's about serving customers, serving their needs and helping them with a the transformation from being unclear and unseen to clear and seen, at least in our case, in every 
product, you know, or service, you know, has that sort of transformation that they do for a, a customer. I'm interested in this, in this dis- discovering of a brand story or, or in working with a brand to find their stories. What is the balance between finding or uncovering the story versus designing the story, like being quite specific about what we want the story to be versus what the story apparently is. Does that make sense? I think so. Like, so are you saying like, if you have a story today, but you want to be something different tomorrow? I guess you you talked about, you know, going to your customers, going to your internal stakeholders, team, people, and asking them, you know, what, what, what is our brand? You know, what is our story? And, and using that to inform where your story how to your story should be defined. Yeah, yeah. But then I guess the other part of that is what if what you get from that is not what you want the story to be like how, how much kind of designing of where you want your story to be. Do you think that there should be? Oh yeah. Yeah. So I think there's a lot now when we say designing it, it's, it's not inauthentic. It, it's what you believe in who you are. And so here's kind of the challenge, right? We can do all this, in, in the strategy phase, we can design the most perfect brand. But if in the third phase, in that storytelling phase, you're not living the brand, you're not living up to what you say you would do. We're really smart people, right? Like we sniff that, like, like that's like just a spidey yeah. sense that every single one of us as a person on this planet and a consumer has. And so, yeah, you're going to not be successful. And so a lot of times in that process, you just want to, you know, ask yourselves a lot of hard truths. Like, is this aspirational? Is this wishful thinking? No, it's okay to be aspirational, but like, you're going to have to then do the heavy lifting to get there, you know? And, and, and so there is that gap. And, and I think, you know, what we see a lot of times, look, if your business is crushing it, if you're doing well, there's probably not a gap, right? But the time to make a change, the time where you probably have a gap is when you're feeling in a a period of instability in your business where you're like, look, like things aren't going the way I want them to be. And that, and that's like a pretty good indicator. So, I mean, just think about that when it's smooth sailing, you're probably doing things right. Like, right. And when you're in these periods of instability in your business, you, you, you probably have probably have a problem, but really it's about living up to these ideals. So again, and we can, and I love this question because we can design all day. And that's what I was kind of saying. Like we run out of the room and we're like, yeah, we have a purpose. We have like all this stuff, but until you actually live it both internally to your team, your, your partners, your contractors, you know, however big your business is, um, and externally out to your customers in the world, doesn't mean a whole lot. Yeah. 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 I a hundred percent agree with that. I think that the danger in over over designing a story for a brand is when it can, when you're not living into it, you know, when you're not, right. when you're not walking the walk and talking the talk, I think that that's, um, that that's a real danger, which I think, you know, particularly small businesses can sometimes find themselves in when they want to be something that they're actually not just through their, through the way that they're doing business. So I agree that you got to do that heavy lifting to get to that place where you want to be. Yeah. When you're a small business, I mean, the the best thing to do is just be yourself, right? Like, don't like to your point, don't, yeah, don't overthink it, you know? And there's a lot of small businesses that come to us and say, Hey, can you help us with our brand? And we're like, yeah, we can help you. And we, we guide them. But like, 
we don't take them through this massive branding process. I'm like, look, you have to like turn a profit. Go see if this idea that you have is, if you're a new to the world business, is even going to work. And then, you know, we work with a ton of businesses that I say grow in spite of themselves, right? They, they're hardworking, awesome entrepreneurs. It'll do whatever it takes to make their dreams come true. And they grow and they start to build a team. And then they look around and are like, this is a mess, right? Like we, no one knows really how to communicate the message, the story, and we have a real need for it. And, 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 you know, and so I'm really quick to point out that like, if you're, if you're new to the world or as a business or you're a really small business, go turn a profit first. Like don't, you know, be yourself, you know, use that as your differentiator and then kind of rethink about how you're going to tell that story as you grow. Yeah. I'm interested to explore the role that you see video playing in getting that brand message out there once it's defined. And the interesting thing that I'm, it's just on the, on the top of my mind right now is that if, if you haven't defined the brand well and you go to say a video producer and you say, oh, we want you to tell our brand story, do a brand video for us. And if that video producer isn't working to get clarity on that brand, which have obviously listeners to this podcast, they're good marketers, they're good video producers. They know the importance of getting this right. But I know, and I've seen countless times, and I'm sure you have too, Mark, that brand videos that don't have a clear idea of what the brand is, right? So they might throw in some stock of people in business suits shaking hands and then a deep voiceover guy saying, you know, all this kind of marketing mumbo jumbo that makes them feel like, look at the size of our business, look how awesome we are, but it that it's not real. It's not what they're like in real life. So tell me if you, you know, obviously you've seen some bad examples of this, but obviously there's some good examples as well. So what role does video have in making this really work? Yeah. Right before I get into that, I'll, you, you made me think of something like just a little tip to all these like smaller businesses. Like I work with both big businesses want to be like small businesses. Like they, they, that's all they talk about. They want to be nimble. They want to be cool. They want to be more human. Yeah, more human. And, yeah. you know, and the irony is all these small businesses try to be like big businesses. So if you're a small business, don't be like, it's good. Like be, be you. Uh, yeah, you can great. say I, you don't need to say we all the time. Yeah, exactly. it's not a we. <laughs> yeah, no stock footage of, of, of corporate business suits. But yeah. like, what is the role of video? I mean, if you're not doing video, you're going to lose. Like, it's so funny, right? Like, like YouTube exploded. I mean, you know better than I do, but like however many years ago and people were like, Oh, like, you know, like it's, there's all these new platforms. But if you just look at the way we communicate, even off of YouTube, all the communication, the conversations all happening in video, whether it's TikTok, whether it's reels, like, you know, we, we can. And, and so our agency, we do like high production uh, brand videos, but everyone has one of these too, right? Everyone has a pocket movie studio. And even I don't know how much of a fan you are of Apple, but just the other week when they had their big announcement, what was the major feature in the phone? Yeah, the cinema, cinematic camera kind of feature. Video. Whatever they call it. Video. Yeah, yeah cinema video, right? Cinema, for the, yeah. That's like the major feature for the rest, for the whole world. So, you know, video, you have to be there. Um, and I think to your point, like we can't do this all alone as a business, right? There's always going to come a point where we need to hire video producers. We need to hire content creators to, to help us out. And how do you help them out? You give them a clear brand strategy. You say, hey, like this is the, our brand story. These are the key themes. This is what we're about. And then you can start to collaborate on what that, that video production is going to be about and be successful. Not only that, 
you're not just working with video producers. You're working with paid media. You're working with print media. You're working with whatever your business. We all have different ways of communicating and different channels that all needs to align. Like, you know, you want that video to support your blog. You want that video to support your podcast and or your trade show, right? And so that's all done when we go through that, that branding process. But video, like I am so, I mean, we're on video right now. This is going to come, become a piece of content, you know, and, 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 and is it like high value production? You and I both have good cameras. We both have these really cool mics. Oh, by the way, to be a prosumer in this space is super affordable. Yeah. This is the same mic they use on like the most famous radio shows. It's like 300 bucks, 400 bucks, right? Like there's nothing, there's no reason to not like have amazing equipment, but look, we're on, we're on zoom and this, this video can be super effective. It's super real. It's authentic. You know, people get to know us. We're not in corporate suits right now. And I think that's what people want. And that's what people expect. Anecdotally, I mean, everything I do now is like my whole buying behavior is all about video. I go and I look at, you know, I do a Google search and it comes up and I'm like, video this, video that, right? And I'm also like, you know, when we're on TV and we're, we're watching a show and like you get like a commercial or something that really moves you, like it's it's still a valid format. Is it changing? Absolutely. But like, that's how you communicate. And so I think I just, like, if you're not doing video, you're going to get left behind. By the way, like we're all now, video producers, right? Some of us are better than others. And it's not to take away from any like video producers that do this for a living, but like if everyone's creating video, that should tell you something. And so I think it's yeah. like the single greatest thing a brand should be doing and investing in right now. hundred percent. We're preaching to the choir here on the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. But, you know, I think the, the cautionary note here to kind of tie into this conversation around the importance of video and branding is that, you know, I'm kind of reminded of that Sun Tzu quote that says that, you know, tactics without strategy is just noise before defeat. Right. So obviously he was writing about war in ancient China, the book in the art of war, but the idea is that video is simply a tactic and without that strategy, without, you know, as you described that brand story being defined, which is that strategic element, then that tactic can just be noise. That video has the danger to simply be another piece of noise out there, which as we talked about is just not going to reflect the true brand or the true business and people are just going to ignore it or they're going to sniff out the, the BS, you know? So I yeah. think, you know, whether you're engaging in using video to communicate your brand story for your own business or you're a, you're a, business who helps other businesses create those brand stories uh, on video, then you need to take the time to get clear on that brand, on that story. Does that make sense? Such a good point. And I, I'm glad you brought it up. And, and I think the, the message is don't be an order taker, be a storyteller. And you know, you said, Hey, this is an overused word and it is. So what does that mean? Like entertain, like why, like, you know, we have one filter here for content at our agency. It's like, why should anyone care? Yeah. So kind of sub filter is like, would I, would I watch that? Right. And I'll tell you, or read that. Like, I mean, we have a lot of newsletters that we've like missed the deadline. Cause I was like, I wouldn't read that. If that came in my inbox, you know, and, and we go back to the drawing board. And I think that that is a filter as guidelines, you know, to people creating video is super powerful. It's like, you know, why should anyone watch this? Will anyone really care? And would I watch it? 
right? And and if you can answer yes to those questions, then you're on the right track. I think that's that's so powerful. That's just that sim- simple question to run as a filter over any piece of content. Why should anyone care? And in specifically, why should our ideal audience care about this, right? Because that's what any marketing is about. It's about communicating and moving that audience to take action. And if you don't know who your ideal audience is and you're not asking that question of will they care about this, then you're kind of potentially just missing the mark. 100%. I mean, really what we're doing when we build an audience is we're building a relationship, right? How do you build a relationship with anything in your life? You add value. Right. I mean, if again, like this, all this, the way we interact with businesses is coming, becoming so analogous to how we interact as humans, you know, and how do we interact as humans? We add value. It's not always huge value. You know, if I, if I call you up, I'm like, Hey Ben, like, how's your day today? I'm adding value. You know, I'm like, Hey, how can I help you? I'm adding value. Um, there's different ways to add value. I might do something really big for you. I might throw you a client that's big value. Right. But there's, there's all ways to, to, to add value. And, and that's really what we're doing is we're, we're building a relationship by adding value. Once we have that, we've earned trust and, you know, hopefully people will, will start to do business with us. Love that. Awesome place to, to wrap up this conversation, Mark. I've really enjoyed this. I think we could probably keep talking for a, another couple of hours, to be honest, but this isn't the Joe Rogan show. So we will, we will wrap it up. And I would love just for you to leave people with, you know, if, if, if people are thinking of on reflection after listening to this episode that, that they, their own brand story needs some clarity. They need to kind of work on their own stuff, you know, get their own um, marketing in place, even if they're a marketing company themselves. What, what would you say to people like, where, where should they get started? And what's the first kind of question to ask yourself? Yeah. Well, you know, in addition, just a question, we have great resources that are free. And so uh, we have free, uh, free brand health audit. I post regularly on Instagram, all sorts of ideas um, about brand and brand story. Uh, we have different resources and if people want, and you know, they can just shoot me an email at good stuff at wildstory.com. Uh, Cause we'll send you the good stuff and we'll just go ahead and don't have to put anything in the, in the, in the uh, body, just put the uh, engage video marketing podcast in the subject. So we know where you heard us and we'll send you, um, you know, free stuff. And you're not going to get like on some big list or anything like that. Um, all sorts of resources. Cause there's, there, there are a lot. And depending on the way uh, that you want to want to learn and take that first step, uh, you'll have your, your opportunity there. Thank you for that. That's great. So we will have that, uh, that link as well in, in the show notes for this episode at engagevideomarketing.com slash 219. But that was just good stuff, good stuff at wildstory.com. Just simple, shoot, shoot yeah. an email through. Well, we'll send you the good stuff. Awesome. Cool. So I do encourage you guys to take some action, take some time to reflect on your own brand after listening to this episode. And, you know, I know we've got kind of, we've talked quite high level and we've got a bit marketing nerdy here as well, but you know, the importance of getting clear on, on brand or helping your clients get clear on their brand simply can't be underestimated. I know that our listeners are all aligned on that as well. So, hey, Mark, thanks for joining me on the show. Ben, it was fantastic. Thanks for having me. All right, all right. Massive thank you to Mark for joining me on the show. As you probably could have guessed, that was a fun conversation that really got me engaged in this idea of what is branding anyway? And I hope you've got some clarity on that question for yourself. And in particular, 
as I mentioned at the end there, that you're thinking about how you can better position your brand and tell your brand story for your business moving forward as well. So if you got value from today's show, I would love for you to leave a rating and a review on your podcast player of choice. In fact, if you can do that super easily, you can just go to engagevideomarketing.com slash review. It's as simple as that. Follow prompts. And of course, as I said, if you go to the show notes page for this episode at engagevideomarketing.com slash 219, you'll get the links to Mark and everything that he's got going on, all of that good stuff. So thanks for listening. This has been a fun episode and I enjoy each and every episode as I bring it to you each and every week. I appreciate you for spending this time with me and Mark in your eardrums. And I'll be back with you next week for another episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. (laughs) Take care. See ya.